Good morning, good evening, good night, folks. This is your Football Scout 365 host and analyst, Woody Massey. We're here, and we're down in Lundberg today. Coach, where you at? He's out with the kids, I think. Dang. I, I right. wish I could come up with, like, I just tried to go through my brain real quick, and try, I'm tried, I tried to think of a coach that just, like, went AWOL on his team, and I can't think of any. Well. Yeah, I can't think of any. I don't know. Jeff Fisher didn't seem to be there sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, you you do Ime Udoka in the NBA. He's not there. No, he was in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> bad people, bad people. All right, y'all, let's talk about a few games here today. It's a shorter podcast today. Unfortunately, we are in the dog days of the NFL. So, you know, we got, we got people moving to other countries. We got people getting married. Then we got uh, Brandy who's married to football. So he has prior engagements. So <laughs> um, let's talk about the Seahawks and Chargers. Seahawks 37, Chargers 23. Justin Herbert has thrown the ball over 50 times in the last two games. And uh, he has not looked good. <laughs> not Not crossing the 300-yard mark. Are we worried about the Chargers? They just lost J.C. Jackson oh, yeah. for the we're, season. We're definitely worried about the Chargers. Yeah, I, I said Brandon Staley will get fired at the end of this season. Yeah. I, they're 4-3 I mean, right now. I still think he gets fired at the end of this season. I think, I, right. I think they're going to be the biggest disappointment. He's going to be the biggest, the Chargers' biggest disappointment this year. You can't win a game on paper. We all drank the Kool-Aid. You got J.C. Jackson on the outside. You go and get help up the middle to stop the run. You go get Khalil Mack to pair with Joey Bosa to help finish games. And it's just not – I mean, not, some of that stuff just doesn't matter if you cannot stop the run, right? I don't think like, they're out the playoffs yet. Oh, no, not yet. But uh, it's coming. Uh, there's I, a chance it'll get better. I don't – I so here's my thing. Like I am, I'm going to give them past the bye week. Like I know Justin Herbert got banged up in the Kansas City game, and obviously he's not looked the same since. Uh, though the good, the good, the the only good thing that came from that is they actually are starting to rely on Austin Eckler and get that run game going, which I think they need to do, especially if they're now they're down Mike Williams. They've got Keenan Allen back, but Keenan Allen is one of the most Mike injury Williams prone receivers in in the entire league currently. Like he just has a crazy injury history. Like those hammies. I just don't understand hammies, both ACLs. Like it's crazy. Anyways. All right. Um, I'm not fully out on, on, on the chargers, but it's not looking great. Are you more surprised about the chargers or the Broncos at this point? Both the Broncos. I don't think anyone expected this for real. I called but the Broncos being bad. Just saying. I thought they'd finish last in the AFC West too, but I'm it's... not surprised by either one of them. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, uh, uh, look, I'm not. It's it's it, when we're talking Denver, right? It's so many moving pieces there, like so many moving pieces there. I, I thought they would be better than what they are now, but the fact that it's a it's a bleep show, like yeah. I'm not surprised because nepotism, Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not surprised. I thought Russell Wilson would be better Fine, though. Nate Diaz. <laughs> He's not surprised. But the Seahawks, it's kind of disrespectful we started with the Chargers. I'm going to ask you a question. I really need you. Like, at first, you're going to be like, you're an idiot. But No, I dig second, it. Pete Carroll, coach of the year? Oh, that, that, that's, the, that's up there. That's a given. But oh, no. Okay. Are the Seattle Seahawks an NFC championship contender? Bro, ask a hearted question. 
Are the are the Seattle Seahawks a Super Bowl contender? No, ask a harder question. Let's get them in the playoffs first. Well, I mean, they're probably going to win that division. <sighs> you, you, uh, I not, don't no, know. They're not going be, to beat the Niners twice. I mean, they're sitting pretty right now, no doubt about it. But the they, do we good. really think? Do we really think they're going to win the? San Fran is still loaded. Listen, banged man. up on defense. Kenneth got, Walker went got really Christian good. McCaffrey. Huh? Kenneth Bro, Walker I get it. Really good. He like, is really good. But he does yes, play thank running back. You. And we when know you like to overvalue he, your running backs. When he closed out that game with that 70 yard touchdown run, that's that sauce. That's that special sauce, that truffle sauce. How did it make here's you? What, like, here's what I'll say. Here's, here's my issue. <laughs> the Broncos almost beat the Seahawks week one. The Niners beat the Seahawks 27 to 7. 27 to 7. The that was Falcons. with their defense. No, no, time out. Let me like I got I, let me keep going. The Falcons then beat the Seahawks. You think the Falcons are a playoff team, Woody? Are we gonna go there? They're, they're gonna be like, a 500 team. About. The Lions, the Lions put up 45 on them. Like what since that game, the defense has hey, played way better. Hey, Woody, I'm not saying I'm Woody, the Saints put up 39 on the week He's later. He's answering your question. That's all. Woody, it's the true. Saints. Put up 39 on the Seahawks defense a week after the Lions put up 45. So, and look, Woody. So are let's, the Lions also a, a Super Bowl contender? I want to ask if they can swift in Amon Ra on the same. So, Woody, you, go ahead and put your neck out there. Seattle playoff team before we playoff move on? Playoff team? Yes. Are the Seattle – oh, wait, Woody, are the Seattle Seahawks a Super Bowl team? No. <laughs> okay. Hey, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, Would you see. said yes before I just read you off no, all those no, scores. No, 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 okay. No. I want to see how much you stand on this Seattle to the playoffs thing. All right. All right. So, so if Seattle don't make the playoffs, uh, you got to give Nate ten bucks. You got to give Brandon ten bucks. You got to give me ten bucks. All right. But if they may, if they... we got to give you ten bucks. All right. Deal. Done. Put right. it. Put hey. on wax. Hey. So, Woody, I got a question for you. Their schedule looking ahead. <laughs> did the Seahawks beat the, the Giants beat the Seahawks this coming week? I don't know, honestly. That's a great game. I'm that that's a 50-50 game to me. Okay. And get off I, that I fence, take, Coach I Lundberg. Right. I take the Giants right now. The Giants and the Seahawks offense are essentially the same thing. Because of their run game, though, I think that they can it, it's a game changer for Bro, them. you got say your your G-Men got Saquon. Yeah, like, no, I, like, I know, hey, but here's I, the thing. With Rashad Penny, their offense wasn't running, like, consistently. It was – he had a couple good games. But with Kenneth Walker, if Kenneth Walker is looking as dynamic, this dynamic every week, if he's All continuing right. to get these missed tackles – like, you saw that play last weekend where he got put caught in a pile, like, two yards past the line of scrimmage. He pushed the whole pile five more yards for the first down. That was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen from a back his size, and it was the smallest play. It was absolutely insane. I said said this earlier. I'll say it again. I said this pre-draft. I said the Buffalo Bills should select Kenneth Walker. Me and Brandon both agreed with you. Kenneth Walker was me and Brandon's number one backs. Oh, he's by far the best talent. Like, everyone wanted Brees Hall because he had a slightly better – Kenneth Walker is a much more – anyways, I digress. I – I'm 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 Seahawks are are maybe the seventh seed. I'm not going to put them any higher than that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Playoff team. Fringe. There you go. You, you, I, you I, don't, I don't think in, it'll happen though. I think it's you, whoever like, comes out of the NFC West is is going to probably just be one team. 
The yeah, reason I why I think they're a playoff team, though, is not because of their offense. It's these young players on defense that I, we're seeing get I better each week. I mean, Tariq Woolen, like we've talked, we've sang his praises a lot in this podcast. Hey, we, we have if, a clip if, coming out with him. So, so when we listed off playoff teams in the NFC earlier this season, we had we didn't have Seattle in there. We had Green Bay in there. We like we had the Vikings in there. So do you, do you pull Green Bay? You pull the Vikings? Like who do you pull? Well, this is a perfect chance. Let's talk about Green Bay because uh, you know there's That's panic alarms going off. Green, Green Bay twenty one, Washington twenty three. Taylor Heineke leads Green Bay to uh, their demise. Just absolutely, I, I just that was nice there's no more excuses anymore. I, hey man, here's what I'll say: Taylor Heineke and CJ and I think we're on the same page here. Like when Taylor Heineke was started, I was like, every receiver on that on that offense just got an upgrade at quarterback because you know what he's yeah. not going to do? He's not going to intentionally go off script. Like I I have nothing against Carson Wentz. I just think he like consistently he will go off script too often before it needs to happen. Follow the game plan. Uh-huh. Follow the game script. Yeah. Script. I I think I think he one I I just don't think people believe in Carson Wentz wherever yeah. he's going. I feel like it's a it's like a like a breath of fresh air or sigh of relief when he gets hurt or when he leaves the team. There's a spark when Taylor Heineke is behind that center as opposed to Carson Wentz. And then to to Nate's point, Taylor Heineke, he's a great athlete. So he does have the tendency to kind of, you know, roll out of the pocket and make plays, right? But it, this is the difference. Carson Wentz, when I watch him play, he just does not have the bravado and the confidence anymore to make some of those throws. Some of those throws, mm-hmm. you got to throw it before the receiver is even open. Sometimes it's just about giving your receiver a chance. And Terry McLaurin is great. Tyler Haneke, he'd be giving Terry McLaurin a chance. It's true. Yeah. Well, check this out. I have a theory for you right now. I'd like to know what you guys think. Sometimes it's better in certain offenses for a lesser-armed quarterback. Because they take less chances, they they tend to target in more. On you're gonna they're gonna run the ball a lot more. It's gonna be more consistent. They're gonna target their number one wide receiver that you're paying two hundred million dollars to more because that's the guy that you know can go up and get the ball. Like as we've seen, Carson Wentz has been throwing the ball to everyone but Terry McLaurin. He's borderline droppable on fantasy rosters. Yeah. This sometimes in a struggling offense. Where the run game isn't clicking and the offensive line isn't good, you bring in the other quarterback that can run around. That you're gonna have to run the ball more, and all of a sudden, bam, your offense is a little bit more balanced. I mean, I get that. I I I completely agree. I I just think I think it just comes down to Taylor Heineke doesn't doesn't want to go off script. Does Carson Wentz get the job back when he gets healthy? I don't think so. No. I think they're gonna put him on IR. Ooh, ooh, all right. Packers, playoff teams or not? No. I'm still going to say yes. I'm still going to say yes, too. But I I'm, I don't say that Bad. with I'm confidence, man. Right like, <laughs> this is where I just want to go on record. Listen, week you've one. gone on record plenty, okay, everyone? <laughs> week one, end of the week, I was like, Packers are in trouble, guys. This is not looking good. I don't think they're a good team. No, no, Nate. No, no. They're, they'll come back. Hey, Aaron Aaron Nate, Nate, the week before that, I don't know if you remember – but I picked the Packers to come out the NFC to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I remember seeing So I'm I'm, I'm I puzzled the at this. Like I thought, look, 
we always knew the offense would be a work in progress. Or at least I did. It's yeah. the defense that I thought would be so much better. I thought that defense would, would piggyback off of how well it played last year late. You go out With there, all the you draft talent. two Georgia rookies. Yeah. Exactly, man. That new coordinator's booty. Just just terrible. Yeah, but you know what's head. you know what's missing from this team that I thought was gonna be a staple though that's not there? Where's the elite run game? Yeah, what where was all this hype for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? Oh, the one two punch, the thunder and the lightning. Yo, what? Yeah. Aaron Jones isn't getting any big plays outside catching the ball. AJ Dillon's Someone put out a a missing uh, what, what's an Amber alert. Person's, person's AJ person's Dillon's been AJ Dillon was last seen in his silver <laughs> Honda Accord heading down oh highway. Oh my god, get out of here! He doesn't drive a. <laughs> I hope he doesn't drive a silver Honda Accord. Like, all right, here's 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 the reality. When 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 this seat when this off season started, the draft all got finished. I said I said one thing, and it's still to this moment true. The Packers' best wide receiver is their Aaron running Jones. back one. Yeah. Their best playmaker is their running back one. So unless Matt Lafleur is going to split Aaron Jones out wide every goddamn play and let AJ Dillon run the rock, they don't have a chance in hell. To be fair, Alan Lazard has like, been solid. Like Alan I don't, Lazard yeah, again, but Alan Lazard is a is a system number two. Like Alan go. Lazard is yeah. Alan Lazard is the Christian Kirk He's not of a number the one. Green Bay offense. That's true. And just right. goes to show us, and we always forget. We always forget certain guys are anomalies, but look. All the great quarterbacks, they all had a great number one, right? Like, I know we like to give the quarterback all this credit, all this credit, all the time. But it just goes to show how important having a legit threat on the outside is. And look, Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't played well. Even when he's gotten the protection, which has been rare this season, he's missed some throws. So he doesn't look like the Aaron Rodgers of the past two years. He doesn't look like back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers. And then the other thing I want to touch on quickly is these younger coaches in the NFL. They seem to really lack the ability to make adjustments, whether it's mid-game, whether it's week to week. And then when you look at some of these veteran coaches, like it, they're seamless in making their adjustments between halves or from week to week. Like you know, uh, 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 like like your man Wink, right, in the Giants. Like he's been around for a long time. I think that experience helps. And I think we kind of chalked it up. Matt LaFleur is one of the great young coaches in the league. But now I'm going to have – I'm really going to have my magnifying glass on him because I want to see how he adjusts. Because as you, as you said, Woody, this should be an offense where they're running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Down the throat. Right. Just absolutely. It should it should look more like – and obviously in San Francisco, they, they run the same scheme, right? Um, but it should look more like that, right? As far as the, the the run pass split, as opposed to Aaron Rodgers dropping back, throwing the ball 40, 45 times. And I get it. I get I get the uh, a bit over the reason why they're doing it. They're just behind. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, no. Let's talk about the, the game Cowboys. Yeah. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Lions real quick. I don't think there's a ton <laughs> to say about this game. The Lions, they are not a good offense without DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown, but. Cowboys defense has stayed on point. They look amazing. But what I wanted to talk about real quick, how Dak look on his way back? I thought it was a rough start. Finished the game strong. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, if I had to grade him out, I'd probably give him a C minus. Yeah. He looked terrible right. in the beginning. He missed some throws. 
Probably should have like had two or three interceptions. Yeah, for sure. He threw a couple uh, seam routes down the middle of the field. He shouldn't have thrown. He completed a deep ball to CD Lamb that should have been picked off. He was double covered. Um, he held the ball in the pocket too long at times. So again, C minus. But with that being said, you look at his at the stat line at the end of the game. Um, still good. So you know he started off cold, Woody. To your point, he ended it on a hot note. Uh, but then he did get more comfortable as the game went on. The defense played well. Dallas was able to run the ball. Um, things are trending the right way in Dallas. We're not talking about them enough, but, hey, I'm okay with it. Also, a little – a good pickup in fantasy. Uh, Dalton Schultz probably got dropped off a bunch of teams. It was taken like seventh or eighth round, like maybe one. higher. Yep. He looked like the security blanket we thought he was going to be That's for Dax on guy. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, so Dalton Schultz, if he's on there, that could be a sneaky top five tight end finish from here on out. Yeah, I want to throw out a name that not very many people are aware of, probably except for the four of us. Uh, Noah Brown tied oh, yeah. for the team high in targets, like and that, and that's been consistent since Dak's been playing. Who finishes higher team. in fantasy, Noah Brown or Michael Gallup from this week forward? Gallup. And the, the only reason I say that, and my my logic behind it is Noah Brown was Cooper Rush's favorite target. You could see it, right? Um. Dak and Gallup have history. They they do have history, especially on the deep passes. So and that's why I think it's going to be Gallup over Brown for the remainder of the year. I think I'm leaning. I think I'm leaning Brown. Um, oh, simply it. because simply because Dak still went back to him even after he fumbled fumbled the ball and it was recovered by the Lions right at the yeah. end of the first half. And yeah, Dak went right back to him, I believe, on the next drive. Like showed showed trust in his hands. It was like was like no, I still got you. For sure, love it. All right, uh, Panthers beat the Bucks on Sunday, guys. Um, is everything okay? <laughs> Similar to CJ, you reminded I me of my supervisor to be in the Super Bowl representing the <laughs> NFC, whereas CJ picked the Packers. So, like right now, here's what here's here's what I got. Just we're only talking Tom Brady here. There's nothing. No, I else get to it. Talk I get about. it. I get it. Here's what I got: Tom Brady and that offensive line and that offense bad right now. But here's the thing. I still think they're going to bounce back. They have – oh, they – like, the Bucks have the playmakers to bounce back. They have the talent to bounce back. All they have to do is, like, get, execute. They're not executing. Like, execution, terrible currently. We did We did a Tom Brady league winner. I'm still holding on. I'm telling you, now's the time to get him. He's at his lowest point. It will get better. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. You don't think so? I feel like I should sing a hymn right now that my grandma taught me when times get hard. That's how I feel, man. Like, it look, is well. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. Right. But <laughs> if there is a time to bet against Tom Brady, it's when his wife isn't talking to him. He ain't seeing his kids. It's the first time he's had a losing record through seven weeks since uh, 2002. So it's been he's not 20 seeing his years. kids. Who's he, who's he going to kiss on the mouth? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I just look. It, it's it's Tampa. They can't run the ball. They have issues in their interior offensive line that we all thought was actually not going to be an issue. And look, sometimes we see the things we see. We read the things we read. We make our analysis. You're not right all the time. It's just life, right? I didn't think this would be an issue for Tampa Bay going forward. It is an issue. We've seen Tom Brady. In his days in New England, right around this time of the year, galvanize the team, make a postseason run. So it can be done. 
Offense got to change. We need a lot more shorter routes. We need an extension of the run game. If we can't turn around and hand it to Leonard Fournette, we need to create those four or five yard, those safe pass plays to be an extension of the run game. I mean, it's a lot that Tampa can do the, uh, to help themselves out. The defense hasn't played up to snuff this year. Um, so, look, it can't get worse. And from that standpoint, I can see what you guys are saying. But, you know, ugh, man, it's, whew, somebody got to win that division, though. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Why not? Yep. All right. Last one. Chiefs 44, 49ers 23. This was a fun one <clears throat> on Sunday. The Chiefs looking good. You know, they bring OBJ into this. I'm not worried about him. Super Bowl contenders. 49ers are an enigma here. They, CMC looked fun in the offense. Looks like it could add a nice wrinkle to it. They got George Kittle involved, which they've been lagging. They needed to do. Jimmy Garoppolo looks terrible. He's and I, Like, he is one of the most inner, Nate, inaccurate throwers downfield. I want to apologize to Nate. Because, look, for the last three years... I've been saying Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Jimmy G all all in the same tier. All right, we sliding Kirk Cousins up, and then we sliding Jimmy G down. Jared deserves a little push up, a little bit. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hold on. But no, no, that's the thing. I Kirk's still Kirk at the Mendoza. Hey, no, Jimmy's just back. in the bottom. I take this back. I slid Kirk Cousins down. CJ slid him up. So now we're right in the same place. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. If anything, Jimmy's dropping. That, that's what it is. He, oh, he's dropping Kirk like Cousins. a bad habit. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. And it's not getting better. Then the safety the that he took? Yeah, that oh. was terrible. That's his second safety this year. Remember that. And the first one, he stepped out of bounds on purpose. Maybe he's shaving points because he had to restructure his contract. Maybe maybe he's just dogging it because they're like, you didn't believe in me. I don't believe in me either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. So are the are the 49ers? I personally think Seattle could win that division. And right now it's looking like a 49ers-Seattle race because we don't know what's going on with the Rams. Hey, look, we'll see how they look coming out of bye. I still think, oh, man, so you putting your trust in Geno Smith, huh? I, I'm, I think that they can. I think because, I know because what it Gino is. Because Gino plays within the offense. Hey, Nate, who did Pete Carroll used to coach for before he became the Seattle Seahawks uh, head coach? Oh, I think he coached for a professional team in this league called the NCAA. Uh, I believe they were the, the the University of California. California Surprisingly, is not one of CJ's nine favorite college football teams? So. Um, yeah. The smear campaign is continuing, I see. So cool. I got like eight against me. You can handle one. <laughs> yeah, y'all. So, I mean, are the 49ers going to bounce back? CMC will help. He will help because he it, is a some... postseason team. They're going to make the postseason. Shanahan always seems to do his best work um, past the halfway point in the season. I'm not even sure what the stats look like. Just I feel that last three or four years, it seems like the Niners have went on a run towards the end of the year. So with that being said, I think Shanahan can write the ship. Keep him I straight. See, it's literally see, just I... he needs a competent quarterback to make reads. If he has a competent quarterback that can make reads and short in, in, to intermediate throws in, in, a, in an occasional wide open deep ball, he will succeed. Like if the Patriots came calling and they said, hey, we'll give you Mac Jones for, you know, somebody. No, like, yeah, to say Madden. Well, Pats, Pats will want a first. The Pats are going to want to trade. Yeah, Mac they don't Jones have any first, first or a second. So. There's no way. 
And no, no one's going to pay that. It's not even worth entertaining at this moment. I don't know. Bailey, Bailey Zappi's looking like he might be the starter in New England. Uh, you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, that, well, let's wrap it up there. All right, guys, we'll talk, we'll talk some more Justin Fields, Bailey Zappi next week. See if he starts again. Uh, but thank you for tuning in for CJ, Nate, myself. We are Football Scout 365. Go check out after further review all our draft content later. All right, y'all. Today we're going to talk about James Robinson. James Robinson, he has been traded. Breaking news yesterday after the week was over. And for good reason. Brees Hall, one of our earlier league winners who was starting to come to fruition. Man, he just started to rip off 20-point games. It's too good to be true. I know, right? It was. It was like, oh, Lord, this guy's the real deal. And in true Jets fashion, <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> Just a mirage to think about later on. Yeah. Uh, was, was he even real? Was he even drafted? We may never know. Brees Hall who? <laughs> yeah. But James Robinson, they went out and traded for James Robinson. And you know what? James Robinson is no slouch. Me and CJ, we've both been big fans of James Robinson. That chip on the shoulder, undrafted rookie. Underrated. He was yeah. he was who he was number seven. Back overall in 2020, last year got hurt a few games, was still the 25th back overall. And this year, the, 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 uh, excuse me, he went out for the season last year. This year, coming back from a torn ACL, Achilles. he's Achilles. back in the t- Achilles. Even worse. worse. Yeah. But, he, but he's looked good this year, though, right? Yeah, when, when, he, when he got the really touches. Good. Yeah. And, you know, I almost I felt like he came back a little early, actually. Right. But um he still looked good, right? I mean, he looked good enough to keep uh, ETN at bay, obviously, since Robinson's been a little banged up. And now that he's traded, ETN's going to get his chance. But uh, I like Robinson going to that Jets offense. The biggest reason, we know what the Jets offense is going to do. They want to run. Touches, touches, touches. They want to pound the rock, and they want to play defense, right? So we know James Robinson, once he's once he gets there, he's going to be the bell cow. It's going to be some Michael Carter Jr. sprinkled in there. But as far as between the tackles, goal line carries, I expect James Robinson to um, to have a pretty a pretty big impact. I mean, you don't go out here and trade a guy, trade for a guy um, right around the trade deadline to, to not use him, right? So, Well, also something to think about, guys, is this week, because James Robinson, this is his first week, new offense, new playbook. You might not see the biggest return this week as he gets integrated into the offense, even if, even though it's early in the week, he still has to learn the playbook, get, you know, involved in the, in the practices. So we may see a bigger chunk of Michael Carter this week. If he struggles, James Robinson is the guy to go after. That is who you're trading for here because he's going to get the ball. And he's in that perfect sweet spot, CJ, Nate, that place that I love a contract year. Yeah. Yep. He's singing for his supper right now. He's got to put up numbers to get a contract next year. Yeah, I, I think, again, I think he'll finish the season strong. He's a bell cow back. If um, And look, we're we're getting into, look, next week is going to be, what, week seven, week eight? So, I mean, yeah. we're approaching the time to where, guess what? Injury bug is starting to bite, right? You know, you you might have a roster that's a little banged up. You might need some running back help. So we're not saying James Robinson is going to necessarily, you know, blow the doors off, you know, the barn. But if you need a running back, too, if you need some running back help, a plug and play, James Robinson will definitely keep you above water. And when we say league winner here, 
We don't necessarily mean, hey, this guy's going to go off for you in the postseason. But again, if you're suffering right you now, might. you're struggling with depth, James Robinson is a good enough piece to keep you afloat if you're, if you're you know, suffering and running back. And if you're not suffering and running back and you can go out there and get James Robinson, or if you have him, you can dangle him over somebody's uh, face yeah. and, you know, get. It's get as simple as this. Players. The Jets are a run-first team. They are. They're simply a run-first team. They don't trust Zach Wilson. Like Michael Carter, uh, let's not forget about him. If he's available, go get him. Michael Carter and James Robinson are both great plug-and-play backs if you're lacking at running back. Or if, honestly, they're just available on your waiver wire, go get them. For sure. All right, y'all. James Robinson, you heard it here first. All right, y'all. It's running back Tuesday. We're talking running backs, running backs, running backs for league winners. Because there's a lot of backs that have gone down. And we've been struggling to find consistent running back uh, production all season. So the Ravens backfield, often considered one of the most top five valuable fantasy backfields for running backs. J.K. Dobbins, he got tightness in his leg. He's out four to six weeks. He's getting a little operation done. Kenyon Drake didn't look as good as the week before. But who came back? Who came back on the board? The bus, the Gus bus. Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards, who had a breakout season two years ago where he put up four different weeks of 10 plus points or more behind J.K. Dobbins, and he averaged about seven to eight points a week during the season that year behind J.K. Dobbins. He's This guy is consistent. This is exactly what this Ravens offense needed. They need a guy who's going to pick up those chunk yards, four yards a pop, six yards a pop, seven yards a pop. He's not going to bust a long one like J.K. could. But he's going to get the touchdowns. This is the guy that you're going to see near the goal line. I think Gus Bus could get to 10 touchdowns before the end of the season. I, I don't hate that. I, I, I think he could, too. I mean, look, at Ravens offense, Lamar Jackson, they suffered a, a little bit over the, you know, the most recent weeks. But once their offense gets better, starts churning, it can put up points. We've seen it before. So there's going to be some red zone opportunities there as you as – you, you brought it up, Gus Edwards. He's a bust. He's a tank, right? He's a power runner. With all that said, you know something that surprises me for his career: he averages over five yards per carry, right? Which is which is pretty That's insane. A good sign. That's a good Three consecutive sign. years, more than seven hundred yards rushing, and that sharing a backfield with you know J.K. with Mark Ingram with Lamar Jackson. So he's been productive in the touches that he does get, and he's fresh. Talk about it all the time. Going into like week seven, you got players banged up, and Gus just coming off an injury. He's fresh. Um, the outlook for Gus going forward is 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 great. I think so too. And also, if uh, Jerome Bettis is the bus, should we start calling Gus the short bus? Oh man, no, I like that. I, I like I, that. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. Like, I mean, but why? <laughs> It's just a shorter bus. What are you talking about? I mean, about? I'm. If it's guys, I just want to throw this out, going record. Like, if it's me saying, I don't know if we're allowed to say that, might want to t- might want to heat some words of warning yes. there. We gonna exactly. get our producers to edit that one out. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Martin Dale. Uh, yeah. So Gus Bus, go out and get him, y'all. Uh, Kenyon Drake's probably the second back you want to have in this backfield for the next four to six weeks, but. I will say when J.K. Dobbins comes back, I don't see Gus's role minimizing. 
I do see Kenyon Drake getting phased out. And those touches going to J.K. Dobbins. Gus Bus is here to stay. Yeah, and they, they, you know, Baltimore leaned on Gus his first game back. He totaled the ball 16 times, had 66 yards, so he's productive. Nothing uh, crazy, but, you know, when you see a guy first week back, you want to, um, most of the time, you just want to ease him in there. And obviously, they're going to get, they're going to give him the reins uh, as long as J.K. is out of there. So, um, now, Coming up schedule, they do have a couple tough opponents. You got Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay coming up. Tip. You got New Orleans after that. And then you have a bye week. Okay, so if you don't go get Gus now, which is probably not the best idea to get him now, perhaps, but coming off of that bye week, you got the Panthers, you got the Jaguars, you got the Broncos, you got the Steelers, all tough defenses, but you don't have to worry about that dreaded bye week. So you'll have if he a gets playoff run. stuffed versus Tampa Bay, pounce on it. Because Tampa Bay's got a great run defense. They've been gashed a couple times this year, but if he gets stuffed versus Tampa Bay, that's the time to pounce. That was like great run defense. Not according to who we're about to talk about next. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. All right, y'all. Gus Bus, go get it. <clears throat> All right, y'all. It's time to talk about one of my favorite backs to pull off the waiver wire every year and kick the tires on Deontay Foreman. He's been Mike on Davis. many oh, a roster sorry, and cut many a times. Uh, Deontay Foreman, last year we saw Deontay Foreman finally get healthy, and the Tennessee Titans picked him up, and he played. He pretended to be Derrick Henry. He did for, for five, about a week or two. Weeks. Yeah. yeah. He, had mo- he had three 100-yard rushing games, mm. and then the Titans couldn't afford him. The Panthers signed him to a small deal. And he hasn't really been playing too much. But bam, all of a sudden, Christian McCaffrey is in freaking San Francisco. So now we have Chuba Hubbard, who I loved out of Oklahoma State, and Deontay Foreman. But check this out. Chuba Hubbard, this, he's, not a, he's not a bell cow. Deontay Foreman, he, he, he's a, you know, homeless Derrick Henry. <laughs> like this, uh, you, you not even him, poor man. No, nah, he's a homeless Derrick Henry. He's not. He's not even on the stamps. He's outside digging through the garbage. <laughs> Guys, I, I have I have flashbacks to his rookie season. So like, Deontay Foreman looked great on Sunday. He looked great in 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 sub in sub substitution as a as a backfield pairing with Dontrell Hillard last year. He was uh, the work the Titans. when he was there. Like, but but what? Like, I mean, they put like there was there were multiple games where b- both of them had hundred yard seasons, hundred yard games last last year. So I don't want to. I'm not gonna like that line is great. They're built to run. But anyways, my point is, be aware that like sometimes, just like every other back we've talked about, they go into the game and they just disappear. And if there's one back I'm worried about here about doing that is Deontay Foreman. I, I realistically, this may be the one back on the waiver wire still. That's also true because Chuba got scooped up first. Like Chuba, (laughs) like Chuba, in my opinion, has a bit higher upside, but has a much lower floor. Like Chuba could just get nothing. Let's be real. If Deontay Foreman's on your waiver wire, this is like one of those situations where you burn like maybe the rest of your fab. It's a risk, but it could win you your league. Hey, look, Woody, I don't got no fab in any league. Shout out to you, Woody. That is a matter of preference, okay? I it don't is. like to blow my load. It depends on your roster. Week seven for a chick who's a four, okay? Personally. 
<laughs> personally. Yo, listen, go look at his stats last year when Derrick Henry was out. Go this look man, at her with makeup on. She's not that bad. Listen, bro. Hey, look at look at her last. 40. Look at his like, last. Let, game. Like I, he just I ran this. for a hundred yards against the Bucks. I'm with that. I'm I'm not I'm not debating. Hold on. I go blow my whole. I'm not blowing my entire load. That's it. Hold on. I I I will be able to settle this. I'm pretty sure I know the exact opponents that he played against last season, and it's not going to make anyone's argument better. Okay, for but him. what about the Bucks yesterday? Bro. Bro, that's that's the, fair. The, hey, like I said, like I said in the previous segment, I said I said you were like the Bucks got pretty good, and I'm like uh, I don't know. Not if you ask Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman's with, like eh, I'll take 93 yards and run with it. Thanks. This is an offense with PJ Walker as their starting quarterback, who looked good yesterday, but they're gonna run the ball a lot, whether it's bad or good. Someone's gonna get those goal line touches. Someone's gonna get twenty touches a game. It's gonna be Deontay Foreman. Touches are king when it comes to playoff time. All right. So Deontay Foreman had three one hundred yard rushing games last year. Uh-huh. Once, once was against the uh, the New England Patriots. He ran good, for nineteen, run 19 carries for one hundred and nine yards. Impressive. The second was against the porous. Pittsburgh Steelers defense last year, 22 carries for 108 yards. Not saying it's not I mean, a bad they're not, line. They're not scrubs. I mean, I'm, they weren't great last year, just saying. Um, and then the last one was against the absolutely terrible Miami Dolphins defense last year, and he ran uh, 26 t- times for 132 yards. I'm not saying he's a bad – I in no way am I saying he's a bad option. I'm saying if he's on that waiver wire, go go get him. I wouldn't pay more than like 25 bucks though. He's in one of the most sus defenses, uh, divisions in football, too, right now. I mean, NFC South is not looking great. We'll put it this way. When he played against the San Francisco 49ers, 9 carries, 17 yards. When he played against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 13 carries, 47 yards. When he played against the Houston Texans, 7 carries, 25 yards. New Orleans, he, he ran for 11 carries, 30 yards, like, He's one of those guys. The touch I get it. He gets, That's what I said. That's what yeah. I said. I said. I said. Just be wary. He could disappear. For sure. Yeah. And don't look, blow I all mean, your fab, everyone. No. Do not blow. Do not blow <laughs> do your not load. Do that. And look. That is it, a- coming up. He does have a fairly tough schedule. The Atlanta Falcons play play those guys twice over the next three weeks. They're top ten in run defense this year. Pass pass defense is terrible. Run defense, pretty good by Atlanta this year. Then you got to go against the Cincinnati Bengals. They're not hateful against the run. They're in the top half of the league. Um, and then you got the Ravens after that. That's a that's a juicy matchup. They've been struggle, struggling to stop the run a little bit this year. Actually, I stand corrected. They're actually doing a pretty good job at stopping the run this year. So it's it's a tough slate for uh, Foreman coming up. But All right, you got I mean, 65 yards, 65 fab dollars left. How much you putting? 65? Yeah. Um, yeah, y'all know how I get down, man. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna throw seven on it. I'm gonna roll seven. up and and you ain't, you ain't I'm gonna try my luck. We're talking about a back that's gonna get twenty touches a game for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing. Throw, seven. I'm throwing thirty-seven dollars on it. Are are you? Yeah. I w- all right. What CJ? He's lying. He's throwing I'm all. I would, he, I would you know he's throwing 64. No, no, no. I'd throw I'd max I'd throw is like forty one. Realistic. CJ, what would you throw on uh Deontay Foreman? 
like seven bucks, maybe That's ten. Seven bucks, crazy, right. bro. Twenty touches a game it, for the it, rest it, of the season. It's I, this is my thing. I don't trust that. Like anemic. that's that is best case scenario, and I get it. It's a realistic scenario. It doesn't mean it won't happen. I just it, you know look, Woody. We was both on uh, Deontay Foreman back in his Houston Texans days, right? When he uh he was backing up Lamar Miller his rookie year, but man, that was so long ago, and that's my issue. That's why I say seven bucks. But look, here's what I'll say. I just have a question for Woody and every actually everyone. Do you believe that the Panthers are going to be playing close games, do, or do you, or ahead where they're going to be running the ball a lot, or with do their you defense, they're going to get blown out of the water? With their defense, I think they're going to play close games. For sure, I think you're wrong there. Which is they have why a, they, have, they have a great defense, good young defense. There's a reason why they aren't trading these defense pieces. And Brown, Horn. Uh, the safety. Who's who's the young safety that's so good? Oh, my man, uh, Chin. Chin, exactly. They got some real pieces on that defense. There's a reason why they're not blowing it up. They're getting hey, look, multiple first round offers for Burns. They haven't. I mean, they've gotten blown out. They got blown out by the Niners. And then the Rams was two touchdowns, and then they they throttled the Bucks. Yeah, but you know, so I mean, look, uh, uh, up until now, we can say. Their games has been rather close with that outlier being the Niners. And part of that is part of that is because they try to shorten the game. It's something the Falcons do too, right? When you don't have a good roster, they're just gonna try to run it and play defense. So I do see Woody's point of view from that. I do think Carolina's gonna uh try to do their best to just shorten the game, run it, play defense. Um I just, you know, we'll see. We'll see. This is it's week seven, right? This is this is why we're doing this hey, because we're all we're all consensus. De- Deontay Foreman's a, a great pickup. We're just we differ on value. That's we have disagreements on that. So I mean, let's, true. let's keep it going. All right, y'all. Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard too. Make sure they're both off your waiver wire.